Welcome to The Good Life with Dr. Danny, a program of Danny Yamashiro Ministries and Formation Institute. Divisions of Jesus Christ is calling you. To contact Dr. Danny and learn more about the ministry, visit drdanny.live. Now let's join Dr. Danny and experience the good life today. Danny Yamashiro here. Welcome to The Good Life, encouraging you with inspirational stories to share with family and friends offering perspectives of hope through Jesus Christ. How does God lead a man from Denver to Siloam Springs, Arkansas, then back to Denver, including service in the Vietnam War at the height of the conflict? And where did God situate him to spread the good news of Jesus Christ? This is the story of Jack Pellin. A gentle leader possessing wisdom of a sage from decades of broadcasting, anointed by God's Spirit for such a time as this. We pause here as we normally do at the beginning of our program to remind you the reason we have the Good Life Show is to share how the love of Jesus Christ makes a difference in people's lives. I'm talking about the love of Jesus so strong that he died on the cross for your sins and mine. He was buried, and three days later, he rose again from the grave, offering God's hope. My friend, would you turn from your way to God's way? That's called repentance. Would you open your heart to Christ and receive Jesus as your Savior and Lord? That's our prayer. And my friend, if you already know the Lord, I believe you're going to be built up today. Jack Pellin is the general manager of AM91 KPOF, the Point of Faith in Denver, Colorado. Jack is a graduate of the University of Denver. He began his broadcast career in 1969 where he learned the ropes before serving as general manager for multiple stations then accepting his post at AM91 in 2002. KPOF is located literally in the Big Red Castle, one of the most beautiful locations of a radio station you'll ever see. Jack is married to Beth. They have one married daughter and two grandchildren. Jack, welcome to our show. Well, Danny, thank you so much. What a what a delight and a privilege and an honor to be with you today. Um, I just uh, so much appreciate uh, our getting acquainted down through the years, and we can talk a little bit about that. But, you know, I just want to say at the outset, I appreciate your intro to the program because that's what you and I both do. We are trying to encourage people to accept the Lord Jesus Christ in their life. And in the case of those who are Christians, to uh, strengthen their life and to help them along into the only way that you can have a good life, and that is through Jesus Christ. Amen, Jack. Thank you for affirming that. Take us back a bit. Where did where in Denver did you grow up? Well, I grew up in uh, what's what's known as South Denver, which. Uh, is just a geographical location south of downtown. And um, I, I wound up in, in South Denver because uh, my father and my mother 
uh, were living in Michigan. I had two older brothers. And I was born in Denver after mom and dad made the trip from Michigan because dad had asthma. And the doctor said, if you want to live, you better go to Colorado or Arizona because of your asthma. And, and so right back then at the very outset, I still owe mom for the carrying charges. Uh, getting from Michigan to Denver, I wound up in South Denver and uh, grew up in that area, went to Denver Christian schools for a while and uh, wound up, uh, I think, through the ninth grade, uh, no, through the eighth grade. And uh, then because of financial concerns with, uh, with my parents, I, I went then to uh, a regular public school and uh, graduated from South High School in Denver. And uh, during that time, Danny, I was, uh, you know, I just have to thank the Lord for my family. Uh, I don't I don't have one of those uh, come out of the darkness type of testimonies. I was raised by a wonderful Christian mom and dad, and my older brothers had influence as well. But uh, uh, they also got me involved in Christian camp in the summertime, and we've got a wonderful Christian camp here in Denver, still going strong. It's called Camp Idrahaji, and uh, the name sounds Indian, and it is the first two letters of the phrase, I would rather have Jesus, so Idrahaji. So anyway, I uh, wound up uh, going to camp many times. Mom would uh, often work at camp and so forth, and Boy, that had a tremendous influence in my life, Danny. You know, we talk about how the Lord might influence our lives. That was a tremendous influence in my life, going to a Christian camp. And I just urge listeners, if you have an opportunity to uh, send those kiddos or grandkids uh, to uh, a wonderful uh, Christian camp, that has tremendous impact. Well, getting back to you kind of said, how did you get to Siloam Springs, Arkansas? One of the things in camping, especially in the high school years, is that different universities and schools and colleges would send representatives to these various camps just to speak about their, their university or, or whatever and what they had to offer. And I wound up hearing about John Brown University in Salem Springs, Arkansas. And in that time, uh, it uh, I was I was looking at that and uh, what did it offer? Well, it's a it has a good engineering school, and I was looking at being an architect. I liked uh, building and construction and designing and so forth. They had a wonderful school down there, and I wound up uh, going down there uh, for uh, uh, the first two years of my education, and again. My father was in the real estate business, which has its ups and downs financially. And when it's down, it's down. And uh, mom and dad couldn't help me. And my one quarter track scholarship couldn't keep me in school. So I had to then transfer to the University of Denver. I finished out in the University of Denver. Uh, I crammed four years into 13 and uh, eventually got that finished up. And uh, the Lord has is, is just worked marvelously in my life, but I never became an architect. I did work for an architect for a short time, but uh, that's how I got from 
from uh, my humble beginnings in Denver to Siloam Springs and then back to the University of Denver. And I got a degree in um, building industry and real estate management. And I thought, boy, here I go. I'm ready to go. But uh, the Lord had uh, different ideas in my life. Jack, what what were your parents' names? Uh, My dad's name was Henry and mom, Elizabeth. And uh, they were just uh, so dedicated to the Lord in a, in a personal sense. And uh, mom and dad were both active in various ministries. Uh, mom was involved with Child Evangelism Fellowship and, and working with them and for them uh, in various areas. And dad was involved with the Gideons and with the Camp Idrahaji that I talked about that's uh, still going strong and other uh, ministries. And so I, I learned from my mom and dad that uh, the relationship with the Lord is a personal relationship. It's not a congregational relationship, if I can kind of explain that, Danny. The dad was in, in as he was involved with the Gideons, he spoke at many different churches of different denominations. And he would come back and he would tell me the value of each one of those denominations. And he would explain the differences as well. And that gave me a wonderful background and insight for what I've been able to do now for 50 years. And that is not focus on what makes us different as Christians, but rather what makes us the same. You're listening to Jack Pellin. Jack is the general manager of AM91 KPOF, The Point of Faith in Denver, Colorado. You can find out more about AM91 at am91.org. Again, am91.org. He shared about how he went to Siloam Springs for school, how he ended up back in Denver. He talked about a camp, a camp called Idrahaji. I just love that name. It does sound like a like a Native American name, but it's I'd Rather Have Jesus, the first two letters of each, and it reminds me of I'd Rather Have Jesus, one of the great hymns. Uh, I, I can hear George Beverly Shea singing that song from the Billy Graham Association. And that's really the heart of Jack Pellin, the heart for the gospel, the heart for Christ, and for people to come to know Jesus. My friend, if you don't know Jesus, that's why we have this show, is to introduce you to the Lord and to draw you near as the Spirit will so lead. When we come back from our break, You'll hear more from Jack. He had the honor to serve with the United States Air Force and the Colorado Air National Guard with a tour of duty in Vietnam during the height of the conflict. There are layers in a person, even as a broadcaster of more than 50 years, family, faith, relationships, all precious to him. Find out more am91.org. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Wandering the road of desperate life, aimlessly. 
beneath the barren sky. James 3.13 says, Who is wise and understanding among you? Let him show it by his good life, by deeds done in the humility that comes from wisdom. The Good Life with Dr. Danny is brought to you by generous sponsors. Thank you to Coach Dino Babers and Mrs. Susan Babers, Mr. Edmund Jung and Mrs. May Jung, Mr. Rodney Arias Sr., A1A Electrician, Cedar Assembly of God, and the Thursday Men's Breakfast, Boston. If you, your business, or your church would like to support The Good Life with Dr. Danny, please visit drdanny.live. Join our partnership team. That's drdanny.live. Thank you. You're listening to The Good Life with Dr. Danny, a program of Danny Yamashiro Ministries and Formation Institute. Divisions of Jesus Christ is calling you. Now let's join Dr. Danny and experience the good life today. Jack Pellin is very grateful for the God-given freedoms we have that are guaranteed by the Constitution of the United States of America. Jack and I met years ago through a dear friend, someone whom Jack has known for many, many years, Bev Singleton. And uh, what an honor it was to meet him through Bev. And our relationship has grown over the years and our work with AM91. And it's been a real honor to spend time with Jack and, and his wife, Beth, often at the National Religious Broadcasters Convention in uh, Memphis, Nashville, Tennessee. Today, Jack joins us sharing heart to heart his life, his story, God's calling. Jack, how did you discover your passion for broadcasting? Well, <clears throat> Danny, I have to thank the Lord for that. You know, I was always, when I was at uh, John Brown University, they had a broadcasting department, which was really good, but I was wanting to be an architect. So I knew about broadcasting. I knew some of the people uh, there in broadcasting. So I, I developed kind of, uh, you know, an appreciation for it, shall we say. But uh, that love for broadcasting goes back even farther, uh, Danny. But it, the Lord didn't connect me with broadcasting until uh, later in life, because I was preparing to be uh, an architect. You know, I mentioned my father was in the real estate business. And back in 1954, there was a gentleman who had uh, eventually a tremendous influence in my life, uh, George Basil Anderson. He had some radio stations in Kansas and Nebraska, wonderful um, uh, stations uh, formatted much like uh, the current uh, Salem lineup of programs. And uh, they had those stations in Kansas and Nebraska. And uh, Mr. Anderson, George Basil Anderson, wanted to see if he could build a station in Denver, in the Denver market. So through dads being a Gideon and traveling into Nebraska, somehow they got connected. But anyway, Mr. Anderson 
uh, chatted with my dad and, and they were looking for a piece of ground upon which to build a radio station. And uh, lo and behold, that never transpired. But the fact is, uh, Mr. Anderson found a station that had been on the air about a year, and he was able to buy that with its tower and land and everything all together. So uh, that's kind of the early connection with radio. How I, how I really got connected with radio kind of comes after uh, my, my story in Vietnam, because as we progress through life, we have uh, certain plans in our life. And uh, we try to make the best decisions that we possibly can. But so often, uh, we are self-reliant in trying to make our decisions. And uh, we're okay with that because the gods created us to use our minds and ask him for wisdom and direction. Sometimes the direction comes in ways, Danny, that, that uh, we just don't understand. But I, uh, getting back to planning my own life, speaking of, uh, of Vietnam, and uh, we'll, we'll kind of take this kind of in the back door here to how I got into radio. Trying to plan my own life, that was in the, the height of the Vietnam conflict. And so I uh, was basically eligible for the draft, and that wasn't too comfortable for a young man. Uh, thinking, boy, they're going to snatch me up and they're going to ship me off to Vietnam and I'm never going to come back. Well, that's typically how fear develops in our life and we fear the unknown. Well, in order to avoid that, I joined the Air National Guard to beat the draft. Okay. And I was fortunate enough to get in and uh, love being around airplanes and aircraft and and uh, so forth. So that was a, really a blessing from the Lord because I did enjoy that. But when I say I joined the guard to beat the draft, didn't work out quite that well because the Colorado Air National Guard as a unit was activated and sent to Vietnam. You know, as we go on, I, I remember looking out the window of that cargo plane that I happened to be riding in that was taking a lot of our gear over there, looking out the window down on a, a little airfield called Phan Rang in Vietnam and thinking, whoa, it's, it, it looks kind of pretty. The sun is shining. I don't know what's going to happen. I, I felt like I'm going to go off as soon as I landed. That was not the case. The Lord did protect me through that time and literally protected me. My job with the Colorado Air National Guard was a, was a weapons load crew chief. I had a crew of guys and we loaded the bombs, the rockets, the ammunitions, you know, the, the machine gun cartridges, all of that kind of thing on the F-100 fighter aircraft. And so we were working on these uh, aircraft Basically, night and day, we had uh, several different shifts that we would work, and those shifts would uh, oftentimes take us working late into the night, or sometimes in the midnight to early morning overnight sessions. Well, when I say the Lord protected me, one of the first things that uh, 
that came about that just made me realize uh, how much I relied upon God's protection was we had loaded the bombs and rockets on a number of the F-100 fighters for the next morning's missions. We ended our shift at midnight and had the planes loaded up and we made our way back to the barracks and about 20 minutes after midnight, the rockets came in and hit the very airplanes that I and my crew were working on. And we lost uh, three airplanes in that attack. They were, uh, one was a direct hit and that plane just uh, exploded into a ball of flame. And then the bombs and ammunition started exploding. The airplanes were protected by what were called revetments, those arms of protection. I, I kind of picture that as the arms of uh, the Lord protecting us sometimes. But they were built to protect the airplanes and not allowing damage to just go domino down the flight line. And so three airplanes were damaged with that one direct hit. And I just was on the hillside watching that and thinking, wow, you know, that could have been my last moment in life. Well, that was the first of, uh, of three different situations like that, Danny. And it, uh, it really makes you stop and think as a young person. Uh, the next uh, was similar. We had just gotten off the flight line and I was in the shower and I heard this loud explosion go off. And I cannot tell you the best way to describe it is it sounded like uh, somebody throwing an M80 down a toilet. That's what kids used to do back in those days, I guess. I don't know. But anyway, it had that muffled kind of but real powerful sound. And I stopped and uh, here you're standing with nothing on. Oh, don't, we'll not go there. But anyway, you feel very vulnerable. And yes. then I heard another one, another boom and another boom. And they fortunately were getting a little farther away. And those were incoming mortar shells, Danny, that uh, when you, if you understand a mortar, it's just a launcher of a kind of a hand grenade that uh, throws an explosive out. And then the aim is uh, uh, difficult at best. And so they have little clicks on them that tilt it just a little bit one way or the other. And so what they would do is they would send some of these mortars in and each time they would click it so that they would actually walk it through an area. Well, the next morning we found out that that first one was the closest one to our barracks. And then the next one was about 15 to 20 feet farther from our barracks. And I just look at that and say, the Lord had his hand on whoever was throwing the mortars at us to turn that adjuster the one way and not the other way, because had it gone the other way, it would have walked itself right through our barracks and our barracks would have been destroyed and uh, probably taken my life with that. Just a, an amazing experience to be confronted with that. 
And uh, my heart goes out to the guys that served in the jungle and were being shot at all the time. I just had a few occurrences of that, but they were enough, Danny, to remind me that our life is fragile and it's in the hands of God. Fragile and in the hands of God, truly life is a gift uh, to, to live and to breathe, to, to think, to reflect, to have relationships with others, to love and be loved, to share and to receive things that Jack Pellin learned to take uh, with greater levels of gratitude from the experiences that he had at Vietnam. Life-changing moments indeed. And there are life-changing moments in life today. Perhaps you're going through a moment where a bomb has gone off figuratively in your life. Something that you completely have been caught by surprise in the experience and things have been shattered. Shards of glass all over the place and you don't know how to put the pieces back together. When we come back from our break, we'll talk a little bit more about the ministry that Jack Pellin has, am91.org. We'll probably spend some time praying. I think, in fact, this might be a good time because of where he's taken us and the experiences of life today, even at a time when things, people might say, hey, things should be getting better. These are festive times. Not always the case for those in the trenches of life. Stay with us. We'll be back with more. Wandering the road of desperate life They must beneath the bed Hi, this is Danny Yamashiro. A police officer found a girl crying on the sidewalk one day. What's wrong, he asked. I'm lost, she said. Do you have your parents' phone number, he asked. No, she said. What about your address? No, she began to sob. Suddenly, she stopped, and her eyes brightened. What happened, the officer asked. I remember, she said. There's a church near my house, and at the top of the church, there's a cross. Take me to the cross. Take me to the cross, because when I see the cross, I'll be able to find my way home. My friend, if you feel like you've lost your way, Turn to the cross, the cross of Jesus Christ, who died for your sins, was buried, and rose again. Will you turn to Jesus? Open your heart to Him and find your way home to God. You're listening to The Good Life with Dr. Danny a program of Danny Yamashiro Ministries and Formation Institute. Divisions of Jesus Christ is calling you. Now let's join Dr. Danny and experience the good life today. Today, KPOF, The Point of Faith, AM91, led by General Manager Jack Pellin, is Colorado's ninth oldest continuously licensed broadcast station and first to broadcast in HD radio continues to offer religious-oriented nonprofit programs as well as classical and educational series. You're listening to the Good Life Radio program. Thanks for being with us today. If you're tuning in right now, maybe caught the tail end of the last segment 
Look, you can get this program in its entirety. Just go to drdanny.live. It really is a, a, a blessing to be with you because of the heart that the Lord has for for us. And it's not only in the everyday great moments of life, but it's when the bombs explode. It's when people are in the trenches of life, whether it is figurative or real in the experience of life. And today, I think this might be a good opportunity for for us, Jack, to maybe spend a moment praying for someone who is facing a really difficult time right now in life. Jack Pillen, would you share a word of encouragement and pray for that dear friend, that dear brother or sister? Danny, thank you uh, for the opportunity. Uh, Friend, if you're listening and you're unsure or unstable in your spiritual life, um, I just recommend that you ponder whatever you, you might be hearing that would encourage you to draw your life closer to the Lord. You know, um, we, we learn best if we listen to and seek God's wisdom in our lives. And uh, that's what we're asking you to do here. Danny's doing it, and I have the privilege of doing it here in Denver. And uh, that is to not turn your back on the Lord Jesus Christ. Ponder what he's done. Ponder what eternity might mean in your life. Lord, we thank you for each person listening today and pray that you will just touch their hearts and lives. And boy, if, if they're struggling with their spiritual life, we just pray, Lord, that you will uh, give them a peace and a comfort at pursuing, looking at what you have to offer, Lord. I know personally and collectively with other Christians, we know that the Lord can provide peace and comfort in our lives. As difficult as they may be, as difficult as our lives might be, the different turns and takes in life, God doesn't wait for you to become perfect or better. He wants you as you are so that he can work in your life and together you and the Lord can a journey on in a life that is far more productive and far more comfortable and far more peaceful than it is without the Lord. And uh, we just appreciate the opportunity to share that with you today. And I just encourage you to accept the Lord Jesus Christ as your one and only Savior in this troubled world in which we live. It's not even easy for us as Christians to to just grasp that and and hold on to that. We get kind of blown off course a little bit too. But you know what? The Lord is always there holding our hand and giving us comfort in whatever we might be facing. So friend, please accept the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior today. Be a wonderful day and uh, opportunity to even further enjoy this wonderful Advent season as we celebrate Jesus coming to be our Lord and Savior. And we thank you, Lord, for doing that for all of us. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you, Jack, for praying. There's a tenderness in the way that you speak, a tenderness of heart that I can't help but to think in one way or another 
perhaps in larger ways than I can even imagine. Your relationship with your your beloved wife, Beth, over the decades uh, have been instrumental, has been instrumental in who you are today. Where did you meet Beth? Um, I I met her at uh, a church one time. That's a fun story. Uh, let me bring us to that point because it happens at kind of the same time um, that I get into radio. And uh, so well, let's step through that. And I... Uh, was in Vietnam, and I came back from Vietnam. Fortunately, the Lord spared my life, and I came back, and Roger Anderson, the son of George Basil Anderson, I knew the family, but I wasn't interested in getting into radio. He said, would you work at our station uh, part-time, six hours on Friday night? I need somebody to fill in that time period until I find somebody that can, you know, is, uh, would, would fill that role. And I said, I would love to, uh, I came back to another job. And, uh, so I took that and, uh, within a week, it was, um, Monday through Friday, six to midnight. And then within about four weeks, it was full time four to midnight. Well, in that period of time, I'm working my regular job during the day and I'm doing radio until midnight and that's when at church one Sunday, uh, a friend of a friend, uh, there were three, four ladies who had just become flight attendants with United Airlines and they were living in Chicago. And my friend, my good ski buddy, Bill was uh, dating one of them and everyone once in a while, she would bring one of the other girls to Denver and and bring them to church. And so here, here I am, the the uh, friend of, um, you know, this gentleman who knew these wonderful flight attendant young ladies. And and uh, so he would he would uh, or his his girlfriend at the time would bring them. And one time it was Beth. And I looked at her and I says, whoa, this may be a possibility. <laughs> and, and so I uh, was uh, uh, taken by her, obviously. And uh, the girls moved to Denver. The young ladies moved to Denver and they changed their base to Denver. And so they were flying out of Denver. And uh, so I was doing my best to uh, get better acquainted with Beth and, um, you know, just have some uh, uh, growing time and getting acquainted time and so forth. Well, that's at the same time, I'm working a full-time job and working at the radio until midnight. And so we didn't have much time uh, in that to uh, get acquainted, but I hung in there and she would, I would call and she would step out in the hall at her apartment and her friends would say, Beth isn't in right now. <laughs> and then she would call. Uh, I mean, I would get a hold of her and she would always say, boy, Jack's kind of a nice guy. I'll see if I can fix him up with one of my friends. Well, finally she gave in and we got married and we have had a wonderful relationship down through the years. And she has been a tremendous blessing in my life. She is still flying, by the way, Danny, over 
52 years, I think, of flying with United Airlines. And uh, we're both thankful that we're still active and healthy in what we do. And uh, we are just uh, so thankful for our lives together. Before our next break, just give me a quick, give us a quick snapshot of why Alaska is so special to you and Beth. Well, that's one of those things. We had uh, we had one daughter. Oh, sorry. We had one daughter um, that uh, went to Laterno University in Longview, Texas. And that's an engineering school, but more importantly, it's an aviation school. And she decided she wanted to be a pilot. So we sent her to Laterno University, wonderful Christian school. And I'm, I've got connections with some good Christian schools here. Uh, but Laterno University, uh, our daughter, Elizabeth, and by now, maybe you've noticed my mom's name was Elizabeth. I married an Elizabeth, and we named our daughter Elizabeth. I have no imagination, but I love the name, and I've got three of them. And uh, it's, it's wonderful. But anyway, our daughter Elizabeth graduated from uh, Laterno University with... Uh, uh, in aeronautical science as a pilot. And she went up to Alaska and started flying in the bush. And uh, this is, I think, kind of an interesting story for people who uh, have children and uh, are, every parent is protective of their child. I want to share an interesting story. Here Elizabeth is flying in the bush, the bad weather of Alaska and everything else. And I just was almost, uh, you know, uh, consumed by concern for her because I had, I had flown, I had gotten a, a, a private license and flown for a little bit. I don't do that now, but anyway, she was up there flying and I was very concerned for her. And I want to share an experience, Danny, that to me was a life-changing experience. We were visiting uh, my brother-in-law and uh, his wife in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. And we were there for the weekend. And I picked up the newspaper uh, in Milwaukee and I read the headlines and it said, uh, four Air Wisconsin pilots killed in a car on the way to work and my heart sank and i and i thought oh the parents of these people because i was the parent of a pilot and i read that and my heart immediately went out to the parents but i stepped back from that and i said lord Forgive me for being so narrow focused in my asking for protection for Elizabeth as she flies. Life is fragile. I've mentioned that before. Life is so fragile. We don't know when the Lord's going to take us. And here, four pilots were killed in an automobile accident on the way to do what they love to do and to what their parents probably feared might take their life and yet 
their life was taken on a street corner. That, Danny, forever changed my relationship with the Lord regarding our daughter, Elizabeth. And in life, we need to trust the Lord for protection for ourselves and for our loved ones. Because we, we don't know when the Lord might take us. And that just struck me so hard that I still pray for my daughter, obviously. But I pray in the sense of protect her in all that she does. And thank you, Lord, for what she does. And so she, she was a, a pilot up in Alaska, and that transpired into uh, finally getting married up there with a gentleman that she had uh, been to school with at Laterno. Uh, they got married, and they each went on to their aviation career up there, and our daughter wound up flying for the Alaska Air National Guard. Initially, she flew a KC-135 tanker, refueling uh, jets. In fact, she even uh, did a tour of duty over Afghanistan, refueling the um, uh, fighting aircraft over there. And even at that, I I was trusting the Lord in a way that uh, had changed in my life. Uh, And then she uh, trained and transitioned to the C-17 cargo plane and flew those for quite a while. And uh, she just loved it. She was a good pilot. And uh, the time came for her to uh, re-up. And she was uh, homeschooling our two grandchildren. And she decided that uh, the military flying was taking her away from the children a little bit too much. She loved it, but she had to make a choice. And in that choice, she chose family over career in that sense, and uh, has has uh, been doing a wonderful job homeschooling her children. But that was all in Alaska. So we would go up to Alaska and, and just enjoy those times in Alaska, going to air shows and seeing all the airplanes. There's more airplanes in Alaska than anywhere else in the world, I think. <laughs> but everybody seems to have an airplane up there, and, and it's just a tremendous uh, uh, spot to enjoy aviation. Uh, it's it's dangerous at times, but we've had an opportunity to fly out into the bush a, a number of times and enjoy the wonderful outdoors in Alaska. So yes, that's a that's a tremendous uh, big warm spot in my heart uh, is Alaska. Uh, Elizabeth since has moved your way, Danny. She's in New Hampshire and uh, uh, she's there with her family and uh, we're coming out there in at Christmas time to visit them. And uh, we look forward to that. You're listening to Jack Pellin. Jack is the general manager at AM 91 KPOF, the point of faith in Denver, Colorado. He will be coming by soon to the Northeast to visit his daughter, Beth. So they've got Elizabeth, Elizabeth, and Elizabeth, they're going to come and see Elizabeth. I'll just say Elizabeth the third, and that will be happening shortly. When we come back from our break, you'll hear more from Jack in our final segment about a castle, the home of AM 91, the point of faith. 
It's listed on the National Register of Historic Places, designed by architects E.B. Gregory and Stanford White. The castle is made of red sandstone in the Richardsonian Romanesque revival style. Jack Pelham will share more. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Danny Yamashiro. Evangelism can be likened to an exquisite pearl necklace. In order for the necklace to be complete, each pearl is carefully strung on, one at a time. Only after the last pearl is strung will the clasp be attached. Most people are convinced that the apex of evangelism is in being that figurative clasp, leading someone to trust Christ. In reality, there would be no need for a clasp without any pearls being strung. Which is more important, the pearls or the clasp? They all are. Not everyone can be a clasp all the time, but in evangelism, you can always be a precious pearl. You're listening to The Good Life with Dr. Danny, a program of Danny Yamashiro Ministries and Formation Institute. Divisions of Jesus Christ is calling you. Now let's join Dr. Danny and experience the good life today. When it's snowing, you'll see the the white snow on this Westminster Castle, or also called the Big Red Castle of Westminster University, Uh, But it is a sight to see, and there's a radio station there called KPOF, The Point of Faith. Jack Pellin, the general manager, joins us today. You can find out more about AM91 at am91.org. It's been a privilege to be a part of AM91 over the years. Jack, the Big Red Castle, tell us the story. Well... Uh, you've experienced it, Danny. We've invited you to stop by, and and you've been here. It's it's a little hard to describe. Uh, I suppose it's uh, you've described it well. It's a big sandstone castle-looking building. It's a university building. It was originally built in 1893 by the Presbyterians as the uh, Westminster University. A a Princeton of the West, so to speak, uh, an Ivy League school of the West. Well, they operated that uh, for a good period of uh, years in there, trying to get it built and so forth. Uh, they made a, uh, I, will, I will say this kindly, a fatal mistake in uh, deciding in the around 19, 10, 12, somewhere in that early 1900s, they decided to make it an all-men's school, and World War I broke out and took all the men to the battle or into service uh, to uh, help the war effort. And the castle just became vacant, and it was uh, uh, leased or rented nominally to a local farmer, and the farmer had chickens in here and equipment and different things and it was uh, it became quite a mess with uh, the chickens running around in the building and so forth but 
1920, the ministry uh, at that point called Pillar of Fire Ministries uh, purchased the property and uh, re uh, are put it back together. There it was. It was starting to crack and crumble a little bit, and and uh, they put it back together and brought it to its present state, which is uh, really beautiful. Uh, in 1927. Uh, 1928, it was, I'm sorry, that uh, uh, KPUF radio went on the air, and uh, this was uh, one of the first radio stations in Colorado, and uh, so grateful that uh, the station's been around so long. It's always been proclaiming the uh, glory of the Lord Jesus Christ, and uh, 20 years ago, Danny, um, I was invited to come and help them manage and operate their radio station, and uh, it was a it was a daunting challenge in, in one sense, and uh, also it was a unique, wonderful opportunity uh, for us to provide uh, our brand of local Christian radio here in the Denver market. I had uh, brought to the table the experience that I had with, uh, I actually got started with KRKS Radio, which now is a Salem station here in Denver. Uh, the call letters remain the same since 1954 on that station. Uh, this station preceded that station, but that was a station where I got my start and uh, many, many years ago. So I brought, uh, brought in the expertise of, of local Christian radio to KPOF, and uh, the ministry has allowed me to operate this radio station with a wonderful staff and team of people here in Denver as a local Christian station. And uh, we've just been so blessed down through the years, Danny. I, it's hard to believe that uh, as far as my being at this station, it's been over 20 years, and my uh, broadcast career is uh, over 50 years, uh, as I go back to when I got into radio back at the end of my Vietnam experience. So here I am. The castle is a wonderful building. It's great. You've done your research on it, Danny, and others can do that as well. But it's a beautiful building, and our studios are in one part of the building here. And uh, we lovingly call it the Big Red Castle. The Big Red Castle. Lessons learned, Jack Pellin, over the last five decades. What lessons have you learned in broadcasting leadership? Well, that's a good question, and, and I just have to uh, thank the Lord uh, because along with anything in life comes fear and self-reliance. You know, we, we, we fear the unknown. We, we think, oh, my, I don't know if I could do that. Well, as a, as a youngster, you can jump into things and say, oh, yeah, I'll give it a try. And, uh, but you don't have much wisdom and so forth. Um, in my experience, Danny, the best resources that I've had were wonderful people in radio, in Christian radio in particular, but as I got started in radio, it was both a uh, general service or secular radio station and on the FM, and it was uh, uh, Christian programming on the AM, so I got the best of both worlds of learning the importance of Christian radio and learning how to bring a station to number one in Denver. I was not the manager at that time. I was just a part of the team, but boy, was I soaking that up and drinking it up on how to do a number one radio station in a market. And I have, I've let that 
be one of the guiding factors in how I operate radio. Well, this fear and self-reliance, uh, sometimes, you know, it takes you a certain uh, part of your journey, but then you have to learn patience and trust. You know, this is the third station that I've had an opportunity to manage. The first one, I was invited to come back and manage it after I had learned a lot there. I came back and managed that one. And Roger said to me, the station's for sale. Nobody knows about it, but I need somebody to operate it for uh, that period of time, maybe a month or two until it sells. Well, I said, okay, that sounds like a good deal. And I, I'll be happy to do that for you. And I did. And uh, lo and behold, we turned it around and it started uh, being a little more uh, financially feasible. And Roger took it off the market and it was off the market and we operated successfully for a number of years. And then Salem came along and they were coming into Denver and they were interested in that station. And so uh, Roger and I uh, worked with Salem and they wound up purchasing that uh, station KRKS and they still have that station here in Denver. And uh, then I went to uh, KWBI radio and helped them. That was a non-commercial um, listener supported uh, educational station, had a wonderful opportunity to uh, work there. That also was sold. And that was 22 years ago or thereabouts. And and uh, I was invited to come here 20 years ago and uh, help them with the station here at the Big Red Castle. And Danny, it's been a wonderful opportunity. And I, I just want to say to anybody listening, be aware that God may tap you on the shoulder and use you for something that you don't expect. In that transition between stations, there were dark times. I felt that was the end of my broadcast career. But I, I stayed faithful to the Lord, and he stayed faithful to me, and he tapped me on the shoulder. And I accepted a responsibility of what God was giving me to do. And uh, without a doubt, Danny, it's been such a blessing. I am so blessed to be in radio. And I would have loved to have been an architect and designing and all of that, but I've had a chance to do some of that just along on the side. But Proverbs 3, 5 says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not upon your own understanding. Thank you, Jack. Jack, thank you for sharing your life with us today. We are grateful for you. Appreciate it very much, Danny. And, uh, you know, you have become a good friend. And I, I just uh, say I, I love seeing you. We don't see each other enough. But when we do, it's a joyous time. And we have a great time together and uh, meeting your wife, Jamie, and, and uh, watching you go from uh, your start in Hawaii and uh, to where you are now. Uh, it's just been a blessing to be with you along the way. Thank you, Jack. Life Experiences from Jack Pellin, am91.org. My friend, God's timing is perfect. And there's no better time than right now to share the love of Jesus with someone near you, just like Jack has done. That, and if you haven't done right. so, this is the perfect moment for you to open your heart to Christ. Go to drdanny.live. I've got a video for you there, some resources. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. First Peter 1.3. 
Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who, according to his great mercy, has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Thank you to Jack Pelham, am91.org. Until next time, along with my producer, David Nasora, creative director, Brian Torres, web designer, Shana Kusumoto, social media director, Luke Yamashiro, and guest coordinator, Jan Yi. I'm Danny Yamashiro. Remember, the Lord is with you as you share the love of Jesus with someone today. Thank you for listening to today's broadcast of The Good Life with Dr. Danny. We hope that today's program has been a blessing for you and that you may find hope in hearing how God's Word affects people from all walks of life. The Good Life with Dr. Danny is a listener-supported program, and we'd like for you to prayerfully consider becoming a sponsor or donor. To contact Dr. Danny and learn more about the ministry, visit drdanny.live. That's drdanny.live. Be sure to tune in weekdays at 6 p.m. to hear The Good Life with Dr. Danny. Until next time, may God richly bless you with The Good Life.